Kevin Adams with uh, Predictive Online Marketing, do uh, paid advertising. And then we have our wonderful guest down here. Her name is Jenna. Jenna, tell us a little bit about you and yourself. Yeah. Um, hi, uh, I'm Jenna, as Casey just said. Um, I have been in e, so I am currently working on uh, doing e-commerce. Um, I went to school to uh, at UNT to do under digital retailing, which is pretty much just working on e-commerce websites. So first job out of college, I did e-commerce. Um, decided that might have been a little bit too vague. I really wanted to specialize in something. So I after my first job, I got my next job, which was an SEO. So um, I will always have a love for SEO. And then now I am currently a digital data analysis, uh, again, working on an e-commerce website. So uh, really, really fun. Um, love, just really wanted to get back into e-commerce into e-commerce land because it's growing, especially since like 2020, everything is blowing up. Like, like people, people don't want to go into stores these days. They're wanting to order stuff online and not have as much human interaction. It's actually really interesting to see like how the whole landscape is changing. Yeah, absolutely. And the e-commerce, those kind of platforms are in the future. Like, so what, so you love analytics, SEO, uh, e-commerce. Um, what do you do with analytics to help optimize? Uh, you know, how do you influence the, uh, the uh, e-com process? Yeah, so, I mean, we're looking at uh, conversion rates. Uh, we're looking at to see like which channel is driving. So um, is, it, is it organic traffic? Is it paid traffic? Uh, is it display? And so in analytics, you're able to see like all like what's like driving people to convert on your on your e-commerce website. So you're really like, is, is, is your paid search strategy helping you? I mean, you'd be able to see that in analytics to see to for just to look at your conversions and your in your conversion rate. Is is your is your campaigns helping? Uh is Google is organic search helping? Is it is it are you optimizing in the right spots to be able to, to get people to click on your website? And then once they click on your website, you're able to see with uh, with event tracking, are they actually going through the process and in, in, in converting? Because it's just, I mean, I could geek out on this all day because I'm all I'm all about that event tracking and trying to figure out like what's like the next step somebody can to to make. Is it will, will something little make make somebody uh, convert or is there something else I need to optimize? Really, really fun stuff. I love seeing how the user navigates a website. Like I could like ask one of you guys to pull up a website and I would just be interesting, like interested to see how like you guys would navigate it compared to how I would navigate it and like which like buttons you push. It's very interesting to see how different people interact with websites for sure. I know I kind of went off. <gasps> No, no, this is this is perfect. Like uh, exactly. I mean, like so. You said little things versus like big things. Like uh, that can really unlock things. What are some little? What are some like cool? Like hey, this one little thing. I'm finding this behavior um, that is like oh, there might be something to this, and you found you know it unlocked a lot. So like um, even like on like just like the regular web page, like is is having your phone number up at the top better than having it 
somewhere hidden inside the context or even at the bottom, like, or like having a form like right up, uh, I guess I'm getting to more in the UX stuff, but like is, is having the form like right there, like in front of you better than having it below the fold? Is content above the fold better than below the fold? Is changing your title tags going to help you get people to click on uh, to like click through to your website with like Google search. It's, it's all, like I said, it's all just very interesting. So like, I mean, we've, we've seen success with having, with, with having the phone number big and bright and like, like there, because not, not everybody knows if like what they're looking for. And sometimes people just need help like on your website. So uh, like, of course, having somebody you'll answer their phone is really, really nice and like really reassuring even like even like even if they don't call having that reassurance on your website is really nice all right so um all right as a paid guy just paid purely can you guys either one of you casey tell me about like title so jenna you mentioned like click-through rate and title tags and changing how how are you measuring this like what platforms are you using to do that so you can look at organic click-through rate um in google search console so you can see, oh, love Google Search Console. So uh, anything with numbers really gets married out on. So um, click. So you can see click-through rate on keywords. You can see click-through rate on um, on just the URLs. Um, you can see uh, even like average position if you wanted to. Um, not my super favorite metric on whenever you're looking at a bunch of data but it's it still can be really helpful whenever you like dig down and like look at it um more more granular um so and so i mean if you have a really low average position on, on google search so if you're on page two you're probably not going to see your click-through rate very high so even like adding up like getting getting your listing to the to the a better one, two, three spot on Google or uh, on Google, not Google organic, but on or an organic organic listing on Google, getting it up, and then and then you can start seeing like, okay, so if 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 I want to do for e-commerce example, do I want to do twenty percent off of women's jeans, for example? Would 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 that drive a better conversion rate than uh, women's jeans with um, just the brand name? Or would is is it more enticing to see? Hey, I'm gonna get a deal off of this if I click on this page. There's already an ad. There's already something going. Like, and you can really test that stuff out. It's mind-boggling thinking of like of the uh, of all the uh, the possibilities of like weeding out the noise, like getting down to statistical significance. How like if I've changed the uh, I don't know the the, uh, the headline on something um, like. Uh, it's uh, it's changed from that point, right? So, like for a period of time, it's going to be this. Is like, how do you weed out seasonality, like, uh, or you know, some kind of like timing influence? Yeah, like I completely agree. It's actually like really, really awesome to like see um, in analytics. Like, I love looking at year-over-year data. Like, it is it is my jam. Like, I'm like I I like month over month. But year over year can really tell, just like you said, seasonality trends. Not not everybody uh, is a Q4 performer. Some like some companies do better over the summer. Some some companies do better after um, the uh, holiday season. 
kids' toys, you'll you'll start picking up, of course, around Q4 because that's when you know the holiday season's coming up. Um, so it just really depends on the brand. But you're right; like seasonality is just it's awesome to see. Yeah. And I, I know Kevin that um, you like I, I know I'm sure that you've been testing out different title tags and stuff with with, uh, with your paid search campaigns. Yeah, and with, with headlines, so I don't. It's kind of different because I can do them in real time. It's not like a, a you know. So they're just testing against each other. Although with, with responsive search ads, it gets a little bit. There's a lot more confusion to it, um, so that can be a little tricky. But yeah, I mean, I've seen that certain things like. There's all kinds of behaviors that work in that Q4 in retail. Yeah. Like time of day, yeah, not such a big deal. Like uh, middle of the night, yeah, people are buying gifts. No, that's perfectly fine. You do that year round. I mean, if I do the exact same thing in um, in January that I was doing in November, I'm gonna tank. It's uh, not so good. <laughs> no, it's 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 also interesting. Like you really have to think about you really have to think about your customer. Like when, when, when are you going to have the seasons? If um, one of the things I really like about SEO is like, you know, um, you have to think about things ahead of time. And I am like, I love to plan stuff. So um, we let, uh, if, if there's like a blog that needs to come out and needs to start ranking like in, in like December, I'm thinking about that blog in August or, before and trying to get that content out as soon as possible because I want to tell you about these these if I'm using the kids toys example like I want to tell you the top five kids toys for this season but I want to like kind of tell you it way like way before so that Google can start indexing and ranking your content and then and you can start testing things and as as things start ramping up it's yeah because yeah, it's it's weird because like seasonal businesses are the same way. So if you think about it, like a Christmas lights business is what really November and December, but do you know people start selling commercial Christmas lights in July? They're already because it's a three month waiting period from the time you sign a contract with the commercial place like a Chick-fil-A or Sonic before you can actually get them put up. The whole process takes that long. So there are guys already selling Christmas lights right now. And then if you want to go further, Diwali is in October, I believe this year. People sell Christmas lights just for Diwali and then they take them down after Christmas. So it, it's a seasonal business, but there, there are so many things and like you should already be prepping for that business already. And we're in July. Yeah, no, you okay. really, like, you really have to start thinking. Like I, um, I remember when, whenever, like I first started doing SEO and someone's just like, so SEO takes about six months to ramp up. I'm like, that's slow, but it makes sense. Like you're not just going <laughs> to rank number one whenever you first launch like you really have to start planning planning things out in advance like blogs and just and just like what you said like if they're already thinking about christmas lights like i should have been thinking about christmas lights 
even before the summer started. Yeah. I'd have done SEO if I had had an ounce of patience. <laughs> if you think about Christmas family vacation, right? The classic, right? Like the whole thing he's getting his bonus check is to, he wants to put in a pool. For, all right. That's when, because I mean, if you don't get the, if you're not laying the groundwork, you're not getting it in time for, for the summer. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's spot on. I mean, I've worked with places that are usually trying to, they're ramping up maybe towards the end of January. I haven't seen people trying for uh, quite so early, but you know, building your marketing list early and then uh, and getting closer and closer to summer at a certain point, you're not going to be able to get it done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as like paid ads go, Kevin, um, how like far in advance would you start, start your paid ads for something seasonal like uh, Christmas lights? Would you start ramping up? kind of like how SEO does like way in advance or would you just put yourself in there when it's like hot and busy season? Um, I haven't done a lot of uh, Christmas lights, just a little bit, but most of the time the place that I was working with, if it was middle of November, there wasn't much left. That, their inventory was almost out. Um, October, um, maybe, uh, maybe late September, but I haven't done as much. Um, uh, yeah. I have to ask Casey on that one. Most of the guys I know, they start ads September 25th wow. and they are most of them will stop ads at the end of October and they're booked through the end of the year, no matter how many trucks they have, whether it's one, two, four, it don't matter. So yeah. I, I would have never thought to look that early for Christmas life and start booking out of ads, but it's just about humbug. No, it's, it's targeting. Because like most of the guys that I know are like thirteen dollars a foot, and they supply lights, they hang them, they do all that type of stuff. Well, if I can get you in to install lights in October and you save twenty five percent, I still make good money even with my ad spend. But and you get to save, and then you could turn them on whenever you want. So it's really well, it's. It's how you present it, like anything in marketing. It's how you present it. So, especially if I can do ads that are like, hey, we already done your neighbor's house and show them a pretty house. And then you're like, well, if my neighbor's already got it done, I should probably get mine done too. Huh. Yeah, if your neighbor will let them put up a sign, that's a, that's oh. a free advertisement. That's just brutal right there. Have the whole streets lined up. And my observation, like limited amount was, uh, um, and even getting them done for our places, all the colorful lights were already gone, like early. We got all just straight white, nothing, nothing colorful. Uh, yeah. Cause we got in, I don't know, we got in late, which I yeah. think was like middle of October. Yeah. And you don't want to be the December guy. Cause like realistically it is a premium to get them done in December. Because everybody's out of supplies. So what you're getting, you're paying three. Like as a person doing the work, you're doing paying three to four times what you're paying in July to get the supplies. You know what? I know a whole lot more about supplies in the last two years than I ever thought I'd want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Lumber, windows. Wow. Yeah. Everything has gone up. Yeah. So it's crazy. I will say this from my perspective, it's nice having 
somebody doing PPC and analytics because <clears throat> number one, as an SEO guy, your PPC guy can try different headlines faster than you and tell you what works quicker. So it's less guesswork on the headlines for the SEO guy. You can trigger that with analytics and see which ones are completing. That's the whole purpose of the PPC and analytics working together. So for me, it's nice having all three working together. I mean, are y'all, do y'all see the same thing or is I'm just, Oh my God, it is a special person. I know when the SEO is working, um, I, I'm probably going to take the credit because, you know, I'm showing up above the organic and, and maybe the, the, you know, connecting the uh, Google business profile together. So get the ad in the maps. They may not even click on that one. So they might be clicking on mine. Sometimes they go over to the organic when there's a lift. Um, oftentimes like there's a connection with the SEO, uh, you're going to pay for it one way or the other. And then the changes right on the website, measure, measure twice, cut once. Um, making the, making the changes and we're all taking like, we're all taking guesses and going, Oh, I know this is why like, look, look, this is, this is exactly why it's going on. Well, Kevin, you said this, Oh, um, it was a, you know, why, why it looked right. Right. Um, this is why having someone who's like laser focused in on the analytics and, and uh, those wrong steps are not just, they're not just uh, opportunity costs. They're timing. I mean, I just, I, I blew three months of going, yeah, yeah, I'm really sure. And someone looking at the data and finding those little nuggets of golds, they could just tear down, tear down like revenue walls. Well, that is spoken like a true PPC guy. <laughs> Taking all the credit for SEO too. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll throw it my way. Um, but I mean, uh, Dan Sturdivant uh, used to be president of DFWSM. Shout out to DFWSM, by the way. Um, the, um, and uh, he brought in uh, me and Jason Chanel uh, to a class over at SMU. Uh, he was teaching, and uh, Jason Chanel was representing SEO. I was representing paid. At the end of it, uh, he said, where would you start first? You know, hey, if you're trying to build a business, I said, if you don't get the basics done, if you don't get your, your Google business profile and your website and start getting just basic SEO stuff, you're going to pay for it one way or the other. Get your basics right. Because otherwise people are going to be coming, they come to people like me and go, hey, make this work. Here's, your, here's my craptastic website. I haven't done anything with it, but I want you to make me, make, they said you're amazing. Um, wait, hold on. I'm the last leg of the race. That's it. Like, I'll add the volume once you've built the base. A good base, like you got to have the right business owner, right? You're going to have to, you know, the process is right. Um, you have to have, you know, your model right. You have to have uh, you have to have the website um, to where it's basic functionality and people know what to have at least a good idea what to do and they're taking action um, and and now you're starting to get you know, rankings. Um, how do you know that the how do you you know like I've seen so many so many designs people are like this is amazing, but the usability and people just weren't performing. You need an analytics person to come back in and show that performance and, and exactly. Not just that it's working, but why? Um, and, and then you come in and add the volume, and that's when it's gold. And those are my those are my best successes. I've had absolute failures when people are like, "Here, make this make this bad website work." You're gonna have to fix this. Nah, yeah, just do your magic. Don't worry about that. Well, I thought you could do all this. I sorry. Yeah, like, how it works. Yeah, because like 
analytics will really be able to help you point out with like event tracking or even like drop off rates. Like it'll really help you point out like this is not going well on your website. And then if you're putting it, if you're not having like an optimized website, you're not going to, it's not going to do anything. It, it, it doesn't matter how much money you uh, throw at it. Yeah. Wait, so we got an we got uh, analytics expert on here. So Jenna, what are, what are your favorite like analytics tools? I'm going to take a guess that Google Analytics is part of that package. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely like Google Analytics. If I was to look at like more, like if I wanted to do like competitive data and look at like competition, um, I would be using my personal favorites like SEMrush because it will tell me traffic. It will tell me competitor keywords that they're ranking for and about an estimate of what kind of traffic they're getting off of those and how well they're ranking. So definitely huge fan of SEMrush. Um, and if I... And then, I mean, it had, I mean, SEMrush has a lot of features in it. Like, it can crawl your website. It can tell you, like, some technical things that are wrong with it. Um, you can track your keywords to see how keywords are are doing on your website. Uh, if you if, if they move up to get close to number one or if they drop to see um, how well, like, your optimizations on your website are going. Um, again, keyword, it will, like, if you're ever just trying to figure out, like, keywords, um, and then um, trying to think. Oh, questions. So what I love is it will tell you volume for people that are what kind of questions people are asking. So uh, Google is. I mean, all Google is 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 a question answerer. So you put it into whatever you want on Google. Like like uh, even like even if you're not phrasing it as a question, nail salon. I'm still trying to answer a question with Google to to figure out where the nearest nail salon is or where or what phone number or reviews on on it. So Google's just a big question answer. So that's why that's why I really like SEM Rush because it will tell you what people are asking and also like what people are asking on your competitors' websites. Um, if if you're looking for more of a free tool for question answers, um, answer was answer the public ask the public i think it's answer the public but um oh, i'll search that what's the site google you said i'm sorry <laughs> sorry ask the public is that right it's one of those but answer, answer the, the public, public. Ah. Answer the public. Ah. so really really cool um but yeah if if i'm not using uh i'm i am a fan of google analytics google search console uh i mean they're they're uh google tools so Obviously, I'm going to be a little bit more fan about this. But this website's really cool because you can type in anything here and it will help you, like, ask questions or, like, what people are asking. So, and so that you can try and get those questions answered on your website because, I mean, they're looking for something. So, if you're a nail salon, like, you probably want to have your phone number up there. You probably want to have, like, a scheduling some sort of scheduling thing on your website. Cause you know, the, again, these days people don't want to pick up that phone. People are getting a lot of anxiety about picking up the phone. And if, if you can get people to book online, like that's a win for you and your employees. So they can answer somebody else that wants to pick up that phone. So you can see like uh, nail salon. Why I can't, uh, why does that say why tip nail salon? <laughs> 
Always tip your nail people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's which, which is which nail salon is open today. Who nail salon? Now, some of these uh, aren't like complete sentences, but this will help you get a really good idea of how to yeah. how to get like with like your content. Who dat nail salon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Louisiana. Yeah, so this is like without, so nail salon without an appointment near me. I mean, if you don't take appointments or have walk-ins available, that's a good one to rank for. Yeah. Um, there are like other tools out there that's that's not SEM Rush. Like um, I always say it funny. I feel like everybody else pronounces it differently. Uh, Ahrefs. Um, that one's a really good one. Uh, again, it it has a keyword research tool. You can find out what it's. It's a really good way to find out like which websites are linking to you. So it's a really good backlink finding tool. So if you can find like your uh, competitors, say, oh, like what are my competitors? Uh, where where are my competitors? Sorry, where are my competitors getting backlinks from? Um, hey, working on like, creating. Oh, sorry, go on. No, go on. Weren't wasn't Ahrefs? I oh, know they were. I don't know. Um, creating their own search engine. I don't know. I didn't hear about that. That's yeah, really I cool. I talked to one of their guys at uh, PubCon once, uh, like a year ago, I think. Time's a little fuzzy. Um, just how I'm not getting as one of the uh, options, and I don't, I don't remember anything more. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's um, really cool. That'd be really cool for them. Uh, so Ahrefs, huh? Yep. And um, it's really cool to see like competitor data out of that because um, you, you 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 definitely want to be able to get some of that to get some of that uh, traffic in from if uh, if you're like an ice cream shop like you your your uh, competitors might be ranking on top five ice cream shops in Dallas Texas well you probably if you're in Dallas you probably want to be on that on that blog listing too so it it'll be really 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 helpful to figure it out. Well, this is probably a little bit more mm -hmm. seo tactic but like i mean if, if your seo is not up to date like your analytics isn't isn't going to show you anything you uh, use their uh well they have a plugin right i haven't used their plugin i didn't add one because i had one Wait, I they have they have a plugin uh, i've seen they have a hrefs webmaster tool it's a free deal. There's a Ahrefs uh, toolbar. That's cool. For Chrome. And then there's a WordPress plugin, but I don't know if it's. Here's an extension uh, for Firefox. That's also an SEO toolbar. Sidetracking. Yeah. <laughs> no. <we're> gonna... <laughs> That's like really cool though. Like yeah, now I, I have issues. I don't mock that one. Uh, <laughs> Rabbit holes. No, I love it. Like all I want to do is talk about pressure washing and everything like that. So, <laughs> um, so we are having a conversation about pressure washing games, and uh, uh, I'm. So you said something a minute, a few moments ago, um, about um, people searching on websites when you're talking about SEM Rush, like some of the questions. 
Um, are they pulling, in some cases, uh, website search data, like not just Google? Like, like on page? Yeah, is this, are you referring to on page or just people searching and getting to different websites? I yeah, it's, it's people like searching on search engines. And oh, okay. So if you want to track, uh, if you have like a search bar on your website, which a lot of e-commerce sites do, actually a lot of websites in general do, um, and you want to search for something, um, and there's and there's like a query string that that like tells you your search, you can actually track that in Google Analytics, which is really helpful because you want to know like what people are searching for on your website because they can tell a slightly different story, and it can also kind of help you with your content. So if 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 a lot of people are are searching for kids toys on your website and nothing's popping up and you're primarily a kid toy website something's gonna something's wrong it can uh really help you like figure out again different questions it can help you uh, figure out like it, it can help the user experience is what i'm trying to say so if i'm gonna if i'm a, a kid's toy website and people are searching kids toys repeatedly on mine i've got i'm like I'm clearly not making the content easy to find that I want them to find, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, are there are there you know, like some kind of like cool things you've done with like the the search, like on web on the on site search, or, or just like an analysis? Yeah, like I've I've uh, come up with some different ideas of to try and like create like additional content. So. Uh, for like shopping malls and like Santa, like you can start seeing when shopping, like people are going to shopping mall websites and, and starting to search for that. So, and that can actually help like your content strategy the next year. If you don't have that already, if you don't have anything about like Santa, um, like pictures with Santa for like, again, for I'm using a shopping mall, for example. So, um, and you, you, you can see like when people can start searching for that on your website, like, and you don't have anything up again, plan it, plan it for next year. Like, don't like you, you're, I mean, people are probably starting to search for that sooner and so, like, uh, sorry, not sooner, earlier and earlier. So you're going to want to make sure like your content's up. So again, you, you can start seeing like trends like that too, which is so fascinating. <laughs> So you said one thing you like about SEO, like, you know, you planning things out, like that's, that's, you, so you like to year, look at the year over year to go, okay, I know this is already coming. Yep. So let's, let's be ready for it. Um, yeah. No. How far back do you look? Are you just one year? Do you, I mean, how, I, I, I don't know how limited we're going to yeah. be getting, but. So, um, you know, with Google Analytics 4 coming out, they're going to start limiting that 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 data but right now um you can you can look back as far as like your website goes so or not as far as your website goes because not ever has analytics on their website but if you as far as your analytics has been on your website what's what's really interesting was 2020 so um you know it, it was really hard to be able to compare year over year with 2020 because everything was everything was changed like all the businesses were, were closed. So where where you were expecting more of a peak and your business was, like your local business was closed, you actually saw a decline. So um, 
So it just, I guess it would just depend on the year. So if I was looking in 2021 when things probably started opening back up, I might start looking at uh, 2019 to get a little bit better of an idea because, you know, March 2020, we saw like, or I don't say we, but like a lot of the um, websites saw a decline right about there. March, April, you know a little bit more of a decline than like what like you were expecting. So in 2021, you might want to look back at 2019. So you might, for, for that example, you might look back two years. Um, it, or like for 2020, I would compare it to 2021. If you really want to dig into it, I would be, I would do 2022. Did I say 2022? 20, 2022, 2021, and then like 2019. Um, because like I said, 2020 was just a... It was rough. It was a very different year. And, you know, there were some things not saying 2020 was a great year or anything. Like, it was very, very sad, like, awful, awful time. But, you know, 2020 helped, you know, it forced websites to get better. Um, it forced e-commerce sites to get better because now instead of going into the store, instead of going into like an electronic store to shop, you're now all shopping online. <coughs> I mean, you're still buying things. I mean, you still need things. Um, so uh, it helped e-commerce websites get better, which is beneficial for all of us. Um, online shopping, love it. Um, and then like QR codes, QR codes are on the decline. And so now people are using those QR codes. I, I'm also a fan, like um, the QR codes. It's, simple scan on the phone and you know you can start tracking people if, if if they scan a qr code you can now see how many people are like scanning that and going to your website uh sometimes it's with the qr code website or you can even you can even uh utm code those so that whenever they it's it's putting it in the url well you don't like utm codes no i don't like the fact that i didn't think about that until you said something about that. Yeah, UTM code. Yeah, no, we um, we had a lot of success with uh, direct. We had a, a direct mail client, and uh, we uh, put a UT. We put a QR code on those direct mail pieces, and so we could tell in analytics when whenever they scan the uh, QR code, whenever you you can attribute, you can start attributing traditional media back in analytics and going back to your website. I mean, how how cool and exciting is that? So, I mean, just that just that example is just like phenomenal to me. But um, I, I know not everybody knows what a UTM code is. So it is, it is, um, it is a, it is a URL. And um, I'm trying to put this in word that I can't even think of right now. So it, it, it Put like a query string on your URL so your website and Google Analytics can track it. Um, all yeah, all it is is just like a snippet of code. This is what this is the exact same one that I use. You um you 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 probably don't even notice um if a website is UTM coded because not everybody except for us nerds probably look at the URL. But uh, this is this is a great site. Um, a lot of um, social media people will will, will uh, UTM code their link so that so that they can track it back to, to each of their campaigns. So what's really great about this again is um, 
you're just able to tell. And then this is also a really great link shortener. So you might you might recognize those bit.ly links, those Owly links. Um, I'm trying to think of another one, but those are the two ones that uh, micro or um, you that like does the exact same thing. So this one is Bitly. Um, so you can make the um, that. It just had to add that because I don't remember that being there like a couple months ago. Uh, oh. The link shortener. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh. No, it's it's actually been a, around for a while, but it's it's Has super it? it's super helpful, isn't it? And yeah. out of this data, you can tell like, um, li uh, let's just say you have two direct mail pieces. One one goes out on July first, and one goes out on July fifteenth, and they both have different uh, QR codes. You be able to UTM code this in in a certain way to be able to tell if if the first one or the second one are doing are doing better. You can even like A B test those as well. If you want to, just by like a different QR code and you be and if they're going to the exact same landing page, but you want to see which direct mail piece does better, like like this is a great way to be able to tell like if well, like, those people are converting. Me, I'm that guy, so I'm sitting here thinking that if I use the QR code and use like a UTM or yeah, any of the UTMs. So we can add. Doesn't it stand for uh, urchin tracking module? Shout out. I would have. I wouldn't yeah. have that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with. Yeah. Cause yeah, like I said, all it does is add a, is add a query string at the end of your URL for Google and Google picks yeah. up on that and it will, um, attribute it inside of inside of google analytics or just actually just pulling the data urchin was the uh the company that that they built they bought uh google bought many years ago they created google analytics um, well i'm just sitting am. here <laughs> thinking that if i like made this as a qr code so whenever somebody comes to my site it's got the utm term jenna and then I set a variable and a cookie on my site. So anytime somebody hit that QR code for Jenna, it would have populate Jenna's phone number on top of the site. So if she's a sales rep and giving out her card or doing flyers or anything like that, when they go to the site, it actually sends them to her and not to any of the other sales rep or the. Dude. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think marketing and sales work beautifully together when they're not in competition. When uh, when sales worries about losing to marketing, yeah, it gets. Uh, uh, so the there's a there's a, a a lot of people have more of a negative like a view of uh, of QR codes at a certain point because there was a point that like. QR codes are the everything. They're going to be everywhere. They're going to be amazing. You saw companies that are like, we're not even going to put the information on the on the uh, all the ingredients on something. We'll just put QR codes on. And uh, so many of us were like, Ugh. and there's like you can see there's like it's it's age specific, like an overall more negative uh, opinion of them because of just how much we were told they were going to be great, and they weren't. Problem is because you didn't have QR code readers built into your phone, and you had to take them out of your phone, like your phone out of your pocket constantly, 
phones weren't as usable. They weren't as fast at yeah. the time. So there was a lot more work. And I was like, okay, so you're basically obfuscating all your ingredients. This is this is your plan for the future. It was like it was just it was a beating, and everyone's like, let's do something with a QR code. Half that was half of the marketing. We'll do a QR code. That'll be special. It was like yeah. it, eventually you look backwards and you're like, oh, that's because you didn't have a good idea for marketing. Yeah, n- now I don't have a left hand because my phone never leaves my left hand. <laughs> It doesn't go into a pocket. It stays in my left hand. So, yeah. Yeah, no, like, and, like, even back, like, back before they got popular, you'd have to download, like, a like a different app to use them. And I, I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, everybody's about convenience these days. That's why, again, e-commerce websites, like, it's so convenient. Like, so you're just, like, nobody want to download other apps. I mean, the QR codes were definitely dying and then 2020 happened and then you saw a surge because I mean they were already on your phone and I mean and like I'm pretty sure like they had to do updates to on some of the phones for you to be able to use it too or you just had to download another app but everywhere yeah. we're using because you couldn't have those menus anymore and so yeah, every you know, restaurant like, especially yeah. yeah the real uh, the real driver that made QR codes uh, so big uh, was actually China um, because they they've done a lot of um, there you know, there can be negative conversations about but they've done a lot of like pushing and innovating and, and competition in this way I, you know I, I like and they they're the ones who got iPhone to built that in natively they wanted that to where you could scan and then pay and now we now we're starting to see widespread adoption like you said so there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of pushing in that regard they've uh, they beat the United States hands down in chat and they have for years. We're we're still we're just now starting to come along, okay? Because our our chat has historically been tone deaf, um, where the answers were uh, just like a lot of your earlier video games, where like this is not, <laughs> or like a lot of things where like there's an engineer that designed something, but a UX person wasn't involved, um, and this is where a lot of our chat has been. It's like yeah, it's not that, that's. So we're just now starting to catch up on that. I, I do expect chat to be huge, but it's, uh, uh, I, and I've seen, I think it's finally starting to see uh, positive results, but just, I don't know, last five years before now has been wretched half the time. I'm like, please just go away. <laughs> I don't know, that's my, my opinion. I don't know what your thoughts are on chat. Like chatbots. Oh, chatbots. Sorry, chatbots. I should I should be clear. Like, I chat. thought you mean like Teams. I'm like, I kind of like Teams and Slack. Oh yeah, those, those have been exploding. Like, those have had explosive growth and yeah. Oh no, private messages. These are terrible. Ah, I don't like talking to people. <laughs> there are real the humans out there on the web. We need to avoid them. Oh man! Yeah, I should be clear. I I kind of got into chatbots for a little while, and it's it's its own discipline entirely. Um, it is not just something you walk into lightly. Yeah. I remember whenever like AIM, AOL AIM was popular. Oh yeah. The like the I almost I don't I don't know if it was the first instant messenger, but in my eyes it was the first and. 
I always like would talk to like a like a bot because they were so sassy. Smart child or something, but I just would message them and I get so, I so salty. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I do remember vaguely remember some moments of going, Oh, let's chat and let's see. And then, yeah, uh, I remember AIM at work when I was doing tech support. They were uh, at the, yeah, I could. To watch out because they're sitting on calls and you're sitting here messaging like everyone's like doing this until eventually management's like, guys, you know, yeah. Are there any other tools you like for like analytics and stuff? Um, I know, um, I don't have any experience with uh, Adobe Analytics, but I know that one's a really popular one, but so I don't really want to speak upon that because. I don't have a lot of experience, but I know some uh, of the bigger websites uh, use it. And but I know there's slightly bigger price tag on it. I mean, comparatively to Google Analytics, which is free, um, yeah, Adobe's um, definitely a little bit more. But I know, like I said, I know a lot of people who like it. So uh, you're a, a whiz at uh, Google Tag Manager. Yeah, I do love Google Tag Manager. So it it can help like. It can it can definitely help your like website speed. So instead of having, um, I guess a good way to explain uh, Google Tag Manager is uh, I'm gonna use one of my former bosses' examples because it was great. So it's um, Google Tag Manager is like having a wallet for your website. So uh, before you just had a you just had like a purse and and your website would be your purse, right? So before you would just put. Uh, sorry, before wallets, you would just put all your credit cards inside inside your purse. And like whenever you needed like your um, your like Chase Freedom card, you'd have to dig through your purse and find the right credit card. You have all these bunch of gift card uh, gift cards. You're you're like digging through uh, your purse, just like these tags were just placed on the website, and you're digging through and you're just digging through the website trying to find a certain tag. So now what? Google Tag Manager does, they have come up with a wallet. So instead of, you know, now, now, now you have a wallet, you can put all your tags or credit cards inside of the wallet and you'd be able to find them really easily. So what's, what's really, and then like what another great thing is, is like you can do, um, it's, so, so then you just put that, instead of having a bunch of different tags, you just have one tag and put it on your website and they'll all be able to deploy. Uh, of course, if they're set up correctly, but, um, so it's, it's, it's really, really helpful to be able to organize and manage. Uh, you actually don't need a developer with it. Uh, sometimes you will, but um, there's always really great um, resources out on the internet. One of my favorites is, his name is uh, Simo Ahava. So he, he's very, very knowledgeable uh, about Google Tag Manager. So I read a lot of his blogs whenever I need Google Tag Manager help or just for fun. Um, and so what's re- again, what's one of the other great things about Google Tag Manager is you can deploy event tracking on there. So uh, before on the website, you can't, you wouldn't be able to tell if somebody clicked on one of your social links on the website. So if you have like most companies do, if you have Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter at the bottom, you wouldn't really know if somebody's actually clicking on there and going to social media. So what What's really cool is you can event track that. So you can set up, if somebody clicks on one of those, you're able to tell if somebody clicked on one of those, 
and left your website to go to to go to Facebook or social media. So outbound link tracking. Yeah. Um, yeah. like like outbound. I mean, you can do like outbound links. You can do like internal links. Uh, so if you have like a click here button. Don't recommend doing click here, but if you know, what I mean, with the with the click here button, if you click on it, normally you might not be able to tell if somebody clicks on that button or not. Uh, and so with event tracking, you're able to tell if somebody might be able to click on one of those buttons to go to your next page. So a really cool thing to be able to tell is, okay, so I have the button down here, but what if I move the button up here? Would is that going to increase clicks? And you'd be able to tell that with 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 event tracking because now you're able to tell if people are actually clicking on it or not like is this is this helping my website it's, it's not really just that they got to the next page but how did they get to that next page what what did they yeah. click to do so right yeah, yeah and you're and you're definitely able to like track those kind of things which is really fun wait i got i got one so google tag manager biggest problem that i have run into uh well aside from not being as skilled as you um, is like the uh, the SEO pushback I've had because I, I, I work with SEOs. Um, I don't do SEO, and so um, and then I will get this. Well, Tag Manager will slow things down, um, and so I don't like to use that. It's a it's bad SEO, and, and it, it stops me. And, and I go look up stuff. It's like, well, we, we can move stuff. We can. Yeah, that's that's a that's a person that doesn't know how to make their site fast to begin with. I'll just so, go with that. So it's really funny when, when, whenever you run those kind of like reports. Uh, Lighthouse is one of them. Um, it'll pop up Google Tag Manager, but it'll also pop Google Analytics. Like Lighthouse is a Google product. What do you want me to do? Not have analytics on my website? You want me to get rid of analytics so that I won't be able to tell like what's going yeah. on on my website? Google, this is your own product. Right. Like, like you should be able to understand. Like I'm not going to remove this. That would be detrimental. If we just yeah. got rid of all the tracking, all the problems just, would be solved. Who cares about <laughs> analytics, right? Like goodbye. But it's, well, are it's there just, ways really that? Uh, are there ways that you could speed up uh, Tag Manager or, um, I mean, are there things that you can do that'll slow things down with Tag Manager? So, of course, the more pixels and things that you have inside of Tag Manager, I mean, it could it could slow down your website. So let's just say I have 10 analytics in, in Tag Manager. I mean, that could, I mean, that could slow everything down. So, you, I mean, you also want to be like, you also just don't want to track things to track things. So just keeping your tag manager clean, uh, working with your, your development team, you know, like it's, I mean, could, you know, if tag manager slowing a lot of stuff down, like, is there anything that we can, um, I wouldn't say move to the website, but like, you know, you can see that, but is there anything else besides tag manager that's, that's slowing on the website? How, how, how big are your images? Like, Images can really slow down your website. So, I, I mean, I know it's kind of just like a give and take with with Tag Manager and Analytics, but, you know, those are both really, like, in my opinion. Analytics yes. is super important. Tag Manager, I'm a fan of it. Um, like I say, it can just help track. Um, but just keep it clean because 
I mean, if you have a, if you if you have ten tags in there and you only use five, you can get rid of the other five kind of thing, and hopefully that'll help start speeding things up. But maybe so not they, much. Um, Casey, uh, is, what are your uh, what are your best tools for like slimming down? I know I know you run into this. The, the, the images on websites, the, the stuff on there, like what are, what do you like? What are your like? This is your fastest way to get a website quicker, like right out of the gate, without like having to rebuild it. So there is a plugin called WP Optimize, and that will optimize the images pretty good if you actually take the time. I think Adobe will let you go to their website and convert your images to that WebP format which is supposed to make them smaller and faster for websites. Um, Does Google read those images just the same? Yeah. Yeah. So it, the bonus is it makes them smaller and faster. Um, most of the time, if you'll just move to a good hosting company and install caching or CDN like Cloudflare, you'll outspeed most people. So, and I mean, like I have a five megabyte site that loads in 0.6 seconds. So when you're talking to me about Google tags and it loading slow because of Google tags, I'm like, y'all are doing something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Something overall is wrong if you're worried about your Google tags taking too long to load. So what are the uh, the biggest conversion killers? Like either one of you. Like. Not making it. We'll go with kiss. Keep it simple. Most people don't keep it simple for conversions. And like she was saying earlier, phone number at the top. You would think that would be the first and foremost thing, but most people just shove it in the footer and let it be there. And you're like. It's not that bad on a PC. You convert it to a phone, and now you're swiping, trying to get to the bottom to find a phone number. Well, why are you going to do that to somebody? Shove it at the top with it's just one click, and you're done. So, kills me. A small phone number, or like a one. Oh, put it on the contact page. If people really want to call, they can do it. Trying to uh, zoom in on your phone. Oh, yeah, or on the contact page only. Oh. Like, Why you do yeah. that to people? That's such a beating. Um. You know, like, I'm thinking now, it's like, you know, I probably put my foot in my mouth a little bit too much, so I just want to go back and just retouch on this really quick. 20, I kind of just like, well, if you're looking at 2021 versus, like, you wouldn't want to look at 2022. You don't want to dismiss 2022 either. So I just want to go back and call that out. I'm over here thinking, like, I still look at 2022 stuff. I just, it just depends. 2020. I'm, I'm over here, like, thinking, I'm like, why am I bringing this back up? Because I want to, I want to make sure, like, people don't dismiss 2022 the year, though. That's what I want in an analytics person who overthinks it. You don't have to you just look into the data and like, wait a minute. I've seen, I've seen like tests, you know, um, the Google optimized tests were right out of the gate, looked like clear winner was one. 
Um, and then we waited and waited and waited, and that starts changing, and two starts blowing it away. But like the first one, was like, oh, come on, we should call this test. Come on, we've got like, um, what's the point of continuing? We already see it. Yeah, so yeah, overthink that stuff, please. <laughs> test the hell out of it. <laughs> I mean, I am, I will, yeah, I definitely. I definitely will just sit there and nerd out on data and and over and sometimes just overthink it. But sometimes the like the thing is like the last thing I want to do is give somebody like incorrect data. Like I want to be able to give them like a fair shot at like what I'm looking at. Like hey, like you know I might see this decrease, but you know maybe we pull out some benefits of that. Or maybe we just talk about all the negative things. Like if if you know like sometimes when you're doing looking at your rear data, like which which landing pages you might look see, oh like this landing page really decreased by let's just say fifteen percent year over year. Well you might also want to call out the ones who also increase. Is 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 your decrease caused by an increase somewhere else on the website? Yeah. So yeah. that brings me up to a question. You were talking about tags and tagging the click here we'll go click here button. So like on sales pages, some sales pages are long form and have like three or four click here buttons. Do you tag them differently so you know which one they clicked? Uh, personally, I would like to see which, I mean, okay. okay, okay. Let me take that back. Do all of those click, click here buttons go to the, the same page on the next page? So if they yeah. do, I might, I, I might absolutely track those differently because what if, one of them just not performing and you could just, you could probably just remove it if you want, or you can see, you can start testing that out, like, um, uh, to see which one's clicking the best, or if you remove one, does one of them perform better? Does it improve click through rate to the next page? If they're going to different pages, I would set up my label different so that, or yeah, my label different so I can see which page it was clicked on and which page it is going to. So like if it's going from the home page to a contact us page versus a um, how to page, like I would, I wouldn't need to, to do those separate. I wouldn't need to set like a tag for each one of those. Yeah. I could just put it inside of um, the label because each tag for universal analytics has a category action and label and you're able to pull in um, things like URL or if you don't want to do URL, you can do page path. Uh, you can pull in, I'm trying to think of, you can pull in if uh, each of those click here buttons has a different, uh, and what, uh, one of them like different wording on it. So if one of them says click here, one of them says um, uh, upgrade now, one of them says I don't know, upgrade later, you could you could pull in if one of those has something different. So you're, you're about so, a lot. So one tag firing back different information um, based on what the person clicked. So saving on the tag space, still getting the info. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a, uh, a, a preferred um, uh, session recording uh, tool? Um, you're talking about um, just like Google Analytics? Uh, just recording the session. Like, do you have a tool? You like, I'd like to see the, you know, as the person like scrolls and um, do you have a tool that you use for that? Um, you can actually put in um, scroll path into Google. 
tag manager and see like in a fire an event if somebody um, scrolls 25% of the way down, 50% um, of the way down or 100% of the way down, you have to set those up kind of carefully because um, it can mess up your bounce rate and give you an inaccurate bounce rate. So if somebody, if you're on a web page and let's just say you're counting 25%, um, you might, it, it might trigger an event which could tell your page that you have a 0% bounce rate, which would be inaccurate. So sometimes you gotta be careful with those things um, and, uh, and, and, and how you set them up. Is that what you're asking? That wasn't, but that was very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not what he was asking, but I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, that might be useful. Hey, no, yeah. uh, look what we've done. Um, we've got your bounce rate way down. <laughs> you scroll 1% oh, down. Man, it's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I'm not understanding what you're asking, but, you know. That's it. Well, there's um, there's some tools that will let you will record the person. Like, so it'll, as the person, like, is moving down the screen, watches where their mouse is going, where they're clicking oh, on the screen. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, I haven't, I haven't actually looked at any of those. Um, I'm trying to think of one that I, I know of, but I can't think of one on the top of my head. I, I think like Hotjar might be one of them. So like, yeah, like, yeah, I think I've heard of that one too. Yeah, that one, um, so, uh, Clarity's doing that now. Um, Microsoft Clarity, yeah, you should check theirs out. Really? That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. A now, lot of people that are, do I? I was gonna say like, like those are really important. You can get a lot of data, data out of those. Um, we just don't have that currently set up. Yeah, 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 you get heat maps, you get this. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. You can connect it to your Google Analytics and then you can tell it all kinds of parameters you wanna exclude, private information, like, hey, I don't want these fields to go over there. Uh, good stuff. Wow. I'm, I'm not okay. like super, and I need to get more into it and learn yeah. more on it, but yeah. it's free. I yeah, like I need that. to. Um, I was in... Sorry, so, I said free. I'm... I messed that up, right? <laughs> yeah, you got me all excited <laughs> with the word free. So if I'm. Let's say hypothetically, there is a conference site out there that has a register button that pops up an Eventbrite page. But so I could use analytics with the tag manager to track when they click the button, even though it's just opening up a pop up. Because mm -hmm. that would trigger an event, right? Mm hmm. Uh -huh. okay. And then what yeah, is, and then if they fill out the form, you probably be able to to tell like you you be able to like get you could start getting uh, percentages like okay so ten people clicked on the button but only five um, people actually signed up on like let's just say a certain day so like today um, so ten people clicked the button only five signed up so you know like only fifty percent of the people are are actually signing up what and then and then that's when you can start thinking about like conversions and like and like like and trying to like i mean obviously you always want to think about conversions but like trying to optimize your like where are people dropping off and why yeah is it is it is is the form too lengthy lengthy do you have too many like things to fill in or is it you can like I said, you 
just you can start trying to like diagnose if, if you is it um people don't want to give out their phone number you know like maybe that's a reason why and if, if you take out the, the phone number field and you get instead of five people you actually get nine people i mean that's a huge win yeah so, yeah testing t testing is so important i've heard that <laughs> yeah now i got work to do so oh, that, i don't i have hypothetical work to do <laughs> so uh yeah we're gonna have some amazing speakers coming for the uh, conference we're putting on state of search um help uh fill in a couple of these uh, you know a few of these uh answers on some of this um well there goes my hypothetical to... oh sorry hmm. okay go ahead yeah. um, uh... no no you're good state of search it's gonna be fun yeah. it'll be nice to be all back in person yeah. yeah i'm excited or, about I mean, an in-person conference it'll yeah it'll be nice yeah yeah it's gonna be awesome we have a, we have uh, virtual options for because uh, we've got old uh members uh founders that have gone to colorado our president just moved to, to houston um and a little send off uh, get together and uh, she'll be she's <laughs> not going anywhere for the for our group so um yep yeah this is a this is America right now. We're all like <laughs> half in, half out. But we're all together still. So, one final question before we take off: What is your favorite podcast or or YouTube channel or TikToker to watch like to learn more? Oh, to like learn more about this. Um, yeah. So for YouTube, there's this guy. Um, well, Simo has one, and I will never talk bad about Simo Alhava. He's awesome. So he also has a um, YouTube channel, uh, but one of the YouTube other YouTube channels that I really like is uh, Loves Data. So uh, I think he's British or something. So and he 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 talks a little bit slower, so it's it it makes it a little bit easier to understand and follow. Um, I learned a lot off of him. I actually really enjoy watching him. So um, I would I would recommend him. Of course, Simo Havo blogs. Uh, he has a YouTube channel as well. Um, I don't listen to too many podcasts for which y'all might hate me for. So I don't listen to many marketing podcasts. Uh, I try to keep podcasts. So disappointed. D &D. You gotta like you gotta listen to D and D podcasts. You want to listen? I want to. I want to watch D. I want to listen to D and D podcast. So I'm going to okay. tell you that. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. So All right. You can see. You can already see how nerdy I learned I something new. Yeah, <laughs> that was a way nerdy. Is it? So is it a, a genre or is it an actual podcast? Um, it's just a genre. It um, it's it's just a lot of fun to listen to. So I don't oh. I don't listen marketing podcast i get the point of them it's just it's hard i, I, I like listen to D, D stuff yeah lawful evil chaotic good yep I which mean, wait which one <laughs> um, oh, you know which podcast i listen to for that kind of stuff no no just like are you are you like <laughs> i don't well, know if it, so um <laughs> I've, I've only played D&D a handful of times, so I've always been like the boring, chaotic, neutral ones, because everybody's like, oh, I'm 
you should do something fun. But I love like being like wizards and stuff. Like I love like the, the spell casting stuff. So really, really fun. Um, just being able to de-stress and nerd out. Yeah. Heck yeah. Being, I mean, I, I can, I can compare them. Yeah, I love throwing my mind into something that's never actually affecting me physically. Like, like this is why I was like into football for so long. It's like, oh, my grandmother got me into Cowboys, whatever. It's a long story. The, um, <laughs> she was a diehard Cowboy fan. But my wife was like, you just don't seem like the other people. It's like, you just don't seem like a football kind of guy. I'm like, it's something that doesn't matter. I can feel all emotional, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether they win or lose. Like my work, it matters if I keep my job. <laughs> yeah, it matters if the if the you know if a client continues to pay or if my results are coming through. If the Cowboys like fumble on fourth down in the Super Bowl, at the end of the you know the next day, I wake up, I'm a little sadder, but that's it. <laughs> yep. Everybody's sad the day after Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. it's all over. Typically, um, they should. Uh, make that a national holiday the day after super bowl oh it's a commercial holiday for us marketers i mean lining up and watching the um if you get a chance play dark sun by the way dark sun it's a world in in uh, D, D. okay it's no. um right yeah sorry well i'm gonna go total nerd here <laughs> yeah i'm like we need to have a discussion after the discussion their, their magic I've users are done. special. <laughs> um, it's not so simple, um, and uh, and the world is out to get you. Uh, living, you, you, I believe, you, if I remember correctly, you start at level five to begin with, because otherwise you may not survive. Period. Uh, yeah. So okay. It's been a while, twenty something years. All right, I think we call it there. <laughs> We're yeah, starting to get way beyond the. Power washing? No. So what was that? He doesn't want to talk about power washing. No, I will say this. I will say this. I I have been looking at Xboxes today. Good. So it may be happening in the next couple of days. So I will go ahead and promote this. Um, there is a power washing game on Steam and on Xbox right now. Um, all you're doing is just, well, I guess it's power washing or pressure washing, um, depending on where you live. Learned that yesterday. Um, shout out to you, Casey. Um, but all you're doing is just um, power washing and pressure washing things like cars. I did a train the other day. Really fun game. Yeah, I, I may have watched a guy stream and he was cleaning a subway. Yeah, it, I, it, that happened today. Wait, wait, okay. So you guys need to play on a side-by-side -side game. Do, I mean, do they have competitive pressure washing in this, like co-op or something? They do have co-op. It's not It's not competitive. Like, you get all right here, okay. all be on the team hmm. together and Pressure Wait, or power wash, depending do, on what you do. Do I hear a channel? I hear a channel. <laughs> I hear a channel. You I hear a channel. Here first. We're, we're, we're going to get cases started Twitch for us. <laughs> the two of you are going to be like co-op pressure washing, and you've got yeah, weekly sessions. Oh, my gosh. Kevin, you're not getting out of this. You can have like yeah. 
four to six yeah, people. He said the two of y'all. Four to six? Really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. We can attack this. I think we have up to six. No. Oh, my God. This I'm is in. happening. I'm, I'm telling you. You heard it here first. Number this is the future of marketing for, you know, of our, of our uh, whatever. <laughs> All right. Yeah. In this, and uh, if y'all could stick around just for a second. Um, All right. I want to thank everybody for hanging out and listening to us ramble and talk about nerd stuff. I mean, analytics. Thank you so much, Jenna. Marketing. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on here. It's been 